Welcome to Schneps Connects. On this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Earth Day, which is April 22nd of every year, as well as New York's commitment to its environment. We have with us Jessica Atni Mahar, who has over two decades of environmental policy experience here in New York. She is the Nature Conservancy New York Policy and Strategy Director. She leads the Conservancy's policy team in New York and co-leads the organization's conservation programs across the state. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks for being with us. Thanks so much for having me. Great to have you here. So why don't we start off with, with having you tell us about the Environmental Protection Fund and the Bond Act. Thanks. Yeah, these are big, big news items. Um, and as we're recording this, the state budget is being finalized. So by the time people are hearing this around Earth Day, we'll have a state budget. And, you know, there's really historic funding this year in New York's budget for our environment, which is great news for people in New York State, because we rely on our environment for clean water. Um, we rely on our environment for healthy food, for clean air, um, and also for places to go recreate with our families. I mean, a lot of people rely on our environment for making a living here in New York um, in different industries. And so there's two big things happening right now. The Environmental Protection Fund, which is a source of capital funding for environmental programs in New York State. It's been around since 1993. And this year, uh, there should be historic funding in the Environmental Protection Fund, $400 million for wow. programs that, that's right, they're programs right in communities. And I mean, every county of New York State, every borough of New York City is getting this funding to do things like support municipal recycling, create new parks, support our zoos and botanical gardens, which are amazing in New York City, and all the way out to our beaches and bays on Long Island, um, and our Great Lakes and upstate New York. So programs that really help communities take advantage of our environment, protect natural resources that we rely on, our local farms, our local forests, and also make sure that we're doing what we can be doing in our communities to reduce pollution, um, including the pollution that causes climate change. So this is a really important funding source for a whole suite of programs that really does make a difference each day uh, in communities across the state. Um, so we're really excited about that. Talk a little bit about the funding. Where, where is the funding coming from? Environmental Protection Fund, and then we'll talk about the Bond Act in a minute, but the Environmental Protection Fund um, is budgeted funding every year, and it's from revenue that is brought in through a real estate transfer fee. So every time people buy and sell property, there are all kinds of different fees that they pay, different taxes that they pay. This is an existing source mm -hmm. of revenue. A small portion of that is going into the Environmental Protection Fund. There's also fees on things like um, waste tires or bottle bill on uh, nickels when you just decide to toss your can into the blue box instead of taking it back to a redemption center, that mm -hmm. unclaimed nickel goes to the Environmental Protection Fund. Those nickels add up. And nice. so all these different funding sources come into the Environmental Protection Fund. And then each year, the governor and the legislature agree on a certain amount of money that will go towards each of the Environmental Protection Fund programs. And there's four big accounts that have different programs within them. There's open space conservation, there's parks, there's a solid waste account, and then there's a climate change account. So all the programs are oriented around those four purposes. Talk a little bit about the Bond Act. 
Yeah, this is really, really exciting. For the first time in a generation, New York is going to put an Environmental Bond Act on the ballot for voters to vote yes or no on. We hope they'll vote yes. Um, the measure is going to provide billions of dollars of funding to tackle some of the biggest challenges we face in New York State right now. Issues like climate change and the big impacts we're having from extreme weather. New Yorkers lived through Ida not that long ago. Tragically, people died because of the impact of that storm. And we've seen storms like this coming along more frequently now that are impacting people. They're, it's flooding our homes. It's damaging our infrastructure. It's happening upstate and it's happening downstate. We also have big issues in our state with clean water and making sure that people have enough clean water um, and that their water isn't contaminated. And during the pandemic, we also found that we need more parks and open spaces. I know at the Nature Conservancy, our preserves saw about 300% increase in visitorship. Our state parks were overrun. We need to make sure that we're doing more to conserve the nature that we depend on here in New York State and also tackle the big challenges of extreme weather, extreme heat, and also water quality. And the Bond Act will help us do those things. It's around $4 billion. I say this because the governor made a proposal, the legislature is negotiating mm -hmm. right now, and they're, they're just finalizing it. But you know, billions of dollars into these programs, it's going to be placed as a question on the ballot um, for every New York voter in November to decide on, do you support using some of our existing New York state budget for this purpose. And that will give the state the authority to borrow funds, which it's a good time to do that right now. Interest rates are low. And then use our existing budget to pay that back uh, um, over about the course of 30 years. Um, and this will be invested in these infrastructure projects across the state that really will be helping us shape a sustainable future for our kids and grandkids. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I was going to ask next is, you, you know, obviously everyone's aware of climate change and, and these extreme storms that have been taking place, what specifically would be brought into the communities to prepare for these future storms? Absolutely. There's a lot of different things, and it really kind of depends on where the community is situated and how these uh, types of weather are impacting them. But I'll give you a few examples. A lot of our communities need to upgrade systems like storm sewer systems that collect all that rainwater during extreme weather. Some of our storm sewer systems are sold, they're just not functioning. Others need to be upgraded to handle the higher volume of water that we're seeing with this more frequent extreme weather. Um, I guess we shouldn't call it extreme anymore because we're seeing it a lot now. Mm -hmm. um, in other communities, we need to do more to help people avoid deadly heat. So particularly in urban areas, places like Rochester, places like New York City, what we're seeing is a big health crisis in the summertime are these heat waves. And they're deadly. And they're particularly deadly in communities where people don't have shade from trees or they don't have cooling centers or air conditioning in their apartments or their homes. And so building community cooling centers, making sure we're expanding our urban forests to shade people. Um, there's actually scientific assessments that have been done to show where we can do this and save people's lives. Uh, we also need to be investing in upgrading our sewers and our drinking water pipes. We need to do things like get lead out of our pipes. The Bond Act will help us do that. And the Bond Act will help us do things like conserve natural resources that can buffer us from storms, store water like our wetlands in storms, and also provide us food, our local family farms. Um, we're losing farms every day in New York State. Um, and so all of these pieces are part of building a state that's more resilient 
um, to these extreme impacts of weather and heat, and also building a sustainable future for our kids and grandkids so that when they're growing up here, they have these resources that they can depend on also. So we're talking about some pretty big numbers here. I mean, what would you say would be some of the economic impacts of these investments? Yeah, that's a great question. And actually, our partners at AECOM, which is a major engineering and analysis firm, did a study on the Bond Act specifically to help us quantify how many jobs can this thing even create? And they just updated it earlier this year when the governor proposed making the Bond Act $4 billion. And they found that nearly 100,000 jobs will be created or sustained through this bond act. And that's really good news for New York as we're still recovering from the impacts of the pandemic. And these are good paying jobs. These are jobs that are in communities, really jobs that are skilled labor, jobs in construction, you know, jobs in continuing to steward natural resources. Um, so this is really going to help us build out that green and clean energy economy that we need to move into. Um, so these are lasting and sustainable jobs for the future. That's great to hear. In addition to you know job creation, a lot of the low-income communities and communities of color are the ones that are highly impacted by climate disaster. So how do you think you'll see these investments be helpful to those disadvantaged communities? Yeah, that's really important. And thank you for bringing that up. In 2019, when New York State passed our climate law, there was a provision in it that was really kind of new for the country. It said that 35%, at least 35 to 40% of that law needs to benefit disadvantaged communities. Great. And yeah, it is great. And defining disadvantaged communities has been done by a group of representatives of organizations that represent those communities that have been most impacted by pollution and by disinvestment and by, you know, a lot of these issues. And so now with this bond act for the first time in state history with a big funding program like this, the same threshold was inserted into the Bond Act. So at least 35% of this Bond Act has to be invested in these communities, right into the places where people are suffering greater incidences of health issues, um, greater incidences of being exposed to pollution. And so, you know, our hope is that that will really help move the needle in making those communities a healthier place to live and really lift up those communities. And in addition to that, there are a lot of programs within the Bond Act that are, again, steering into addressing some of these issues specifically in the communities, reducing air and water pollution in places where, you know, environmental injustice has happened, where more pollution than is normal has been happening, building out our urban forest, focusing on the impact of deadly heat, building those cooling centers. So when you couple the programs of the Bond Act with this requirement to spend in these communities, it really is one of the state's you know, most powerful examples of how we need to address environmental justice going forward. When is it that voters will get a chance to weigh in on the Bond Act? So election day in November, and um, there's going to be a lot of things happening this November on election day. You're going to hear about all sorts of political races. And, you know, we don't have any opinion on those. But what we definitely need voters to do is to flip their ballot. So the Bond Act is going to be down at the end. You're going to see all sorts of elections for different offices from the governor to the legislature to a number of others. And then after all those political things, you're going to get to the issues. And at the end of the ballot, is going to be the Bond Act. And there's going to be a question that asks, 
voters if they approve of the state spending, you know, I, around $4 billion. We'll know the final number in a couple of days for these purposes, for clean water. It'll be called the Clean Water, Clean Air, Green Jobs Bond Act. And that's where you'll be able to vote yes for this. Good. Thank you for sharing that. A lot of people forget to turn that over after yeah, they're done voting. It's a huge issue. Yes, flip your ballot. <laughs> and then just talk about funding in terms of why the funding is needed now, what what really, you know, it means for our future. Well, for sure, you know, obviously, we just saw another big report come out from the uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change yesterday, which is this big international body that is focused on assessing the impacts of climate change. And, you know, the predictions are dire. So obviously, we need funding right away to make sure that we're building infrastructure and solving these issues as soon as possible. But the timing is also really great because the federal government has passed this big infrastructure bill. And so this is a really great opportunity for New York to be investing because we're going to be able to pull down more of that federal money into our communities. So that means more job creation, more benefits, more projects happening in communities to make them better places to live. So this is a really great opportunity for New York to make the most of an important, you know, important situation here and, and, and really focus in on the big issues that are facing us across the state. So I have to ask you, because obviously, you know, you and your team are experts in it, but what, what kind of message would you like to share with our listeners as we approach Earth Day on that day that people are supposed to think about, you know, our environment? Yeah, well, hopefully they are starting to get to the point where we are, which is Earth Day is every day, right? We need people thinking about these issues all the time. But, you know, one of the most important things we can be doing, particularly on issues like climate change, um, but even on issues, you know, that we all care about, like clean water, is talk about it. This is not a controversial issue. These are issues that matter to our kids and our grandkids. They matter to our daily lives. So um, really listening and talking to others about uh, why these issues are important to you, what you're thinking asking questions, getting this to be a part of our daily life and talking about these issues is really important to moving forward and solving some of these big problems. Well, Jessica, thank you for the work that you're doing and and for sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Likewise. To listen to this podcast and other podcasts, please check us out online at podcast.schnepsmedia.com or stream us wherever you get your podcasts.